What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing? How you living? Austin Gunningham, Justin Trees, and Dan Kiefer coming to you with another episode of Talking Football today. I've been absent for a couple of weeks. Haven't been feeling the best. Our guy Trees is also now not feeling the best. Dan, I'm just going to assume you've been the one out of the three of us that's making it okay and doing just fine. So yeah, I don't get sick normally. Uh, I'm oh, a you huge, better knock on wood. I'm a I'm a huge Hall's vitamin C drop guy. I just <laughs> suck on vitamin C drops all the time. Drink water, you know. So it. I tell you people it works just the epitome of health that's it i mean i'm yeah. i'm just a little jealous not upset just jealous but i respect it um justin trees we have a, an order of congratulations for you for uh, multiple categories one of them uh back-to-back weeks uh hitting your three-leg parlay so congratulations on that and Thank number you. two uh your jacksonville jaguars got better uh during right here at the trade deadline you did trade for calvin ridley still suspended but hey next year Going to be looking pretty good year two with Duck Peterson in year three of Trevor Lawrence. That's going to be an exciting offense and a reliable target. But usually, one thing that you and I have prided ourselves on on talking football, I shouldn't even say we, I should just say you, is the fact that you are able to predict not one, not two, not three, but, you know, about seven freaking trades per year, it feels like. Were there any that you made that we had not discussed prior to this that you were correct on? Yeah, so I was a little upset we didn't do an episode like this because, like you said, past couple of years we have done them, and I've called multiple on the podcast. Um, but no, I did not see a lot of those coming. Um, okay. I actually did think that your team and my team were going to make a trade, though. Uh, oh, I was hoping was, for it. My gut was telling me that Josh Allen Woods going to end up a Kansas City Chief by the end of Tuesday. What do you think that would have cost? Uh, no, easily a first rounder, probably, yeah, probably two. I no think same. if the draft wasn't in Kansas city this year, I think they probably would have done it. And I know that might sound like a cop-out answer, but the owner Clark Hunt is just e- ecstatic of the fact that the draft is in Kansas city. He wants the chiefs to have a number one pick there for the draft. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, your contending team didn't trade a first rounder for an edge rusher. Can't relate. Miami went ahead and fucked them picks, man. <laughs> yeah. And we don't want to go to Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Got a new running back. Got a new edge rusher. Uh, love it. Love it. Chris Greer. You think like, you need a new quarterback? Just, like, why would we need a new quarterback? I just didn't know if you were still in on Tua or if maybe you were out. I mean, all of a sudden, everybody's in on Tua. I mean, I was always in on Tua. And now, all of a sudden, everybody's like, did you, did you guys see his interview today? I did not. We have we are we are now escalating to cocky Tua or like salty mm. Tua. They asked him, uh, you know, in the first half of the season here, what uh, what do you think is um, like what's grown the most in your game? And he's like, I'd have to say my deep ball, you know, because uh, I couldn't do that before, right? And he just like like paused for a second. He's like, that might have been a little subtle jab, but yeah, I'd have to say definitely my deep ball. And I was like, oh. Oh, so we got Petty Tua. That's what we got. We got old I like, Petty Tua. I like it. I like it. Little little personality. I like it because, like, let's face it, he was getting dragged hard. We all saw the memes of like uh, Tua and Tyreek, and the ball was getting like halfway there. But uh, oh, young man's looking all right. Yeah, I think I saw the all those memes coming from Austin's Twitter handle, actually. Uh, yeah, uh, at big country at underscore big country. Go ahead and give it a follow if you will. Um. Yeah, some of them. And I mean, the thing is, when you still look at some of his balls, still kind of short. You know what I mean? They're just not quite they're not quite getting the distance that you want, but they're making the play. So 
you, you just have to accept it. But before we get into the actual episode, there was another topic that we wanted to talk about because uh, the group chat was just blown up this evening about God's time and what is the best time zone in the country. Um, Mr. Justin Treese lives in mountain time. Um, and then Dan Kiefer and I live in central time. God's so time. we in, in God's time as Dan, the Lord, the say, Lord's I, time, the Lord's time. The Lord's I mean, time. That's not, right. So kind of like I refer to Chick-fil-A as the Lord's chicken. Central time zone is the Lord's time zone. <laughs> Mr. Kiefer, I do not have a dog in the fight, so I do not care, but I want you guys to continue to hash this out. So Dan, go ahead and give me your points on so, why central time is the Lord's time. Okay. So first off, I was not saying one time zone was better than the other. I would absolutely bow to the fact that in terms of conducive watching of football, if you're going to get the most bang for your buck, the further west you go, the easier it gets, right? Because the games just start earlier in the day. Central time zone is referred to as the Lord's time because A, football starts in the middle of the day. It's based around central time zone. They're all based around central time zone. When they show you what times the games are on, they never list mountain time. They just don't. And B, let's face it, all the football teams that truly year in, year in, year in, year out matter, they're not out on the West Coast. They're a little more towards the center of the country geographically. So, One second, I'm Googling 2022 Super Bowl champions. Rams. Okay, where are they located? Oh, 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 wow, wow, wow. Oh, You're going to okay, claim Los that- Angeles. Wait, okay, Los Angeles. Los Angeles is located. Oh, Western. Oh, West Coast. What do you know? Look at that. So, so, uh, so, you're so one, de- so you're thank you. Super Bowl champions. Thank you. Uh, thank you for naming the outlier. I appreciate that. Oh, so, oh, so we don't just talk about the most recent thing. Like the, the thing that everybody's chasing right now is if you would, the Los uh, I mean, if you want to base your entire argument on one data point, I by all means. No, it's fine. It's all good. No, I told you it's fine. I I just if that's yeah. what you want to base your argument on, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I like, mean, people would say you, that the greatest quarterback, the greatest quarterback right now in the NFL, or the best quarterback, most talented quarterback in the NFL, plays in balls. Where's that East Coast? Uh, East Coast. Austin, where's Kansas City at? That- uh, oh. Right dead smack in the middle of the country. God, oh, God. so I I thought that uh, I hey, thought the hey guys. was the greatest. No, I, I said Tom most talented currently. I said the best. Oh, current. well, Josh Allen's on the East Coast as well, so that's all right. So also, so farther away from the West Coast. Than yeah, the that's all right. I'm just saying. I'm just so saying. So more the other. Not, so you're yeah, proving that you're you're that time. you're that farther from being the Lord's type. I would actually say that either East Coast or West Coast is probably the best. I actually would say Central is the worst. So now you're changing. I think we your can stand. all agree the East Coast is the worst time zone for <laughs> by any far, and everything. By far, I God, was in New Jersey. Is I was in I was in New Jersey for a weekend, and I was like, absolutely not. No like, way. We do not care about the East Coast when it comes to scheduling games. It's like, hey, yeah, they're up till one, two a.m. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah, that Forget is the about them. It's the that worst. is absolutely but, brutal. But when it's all said and done, Pacific time is fantastic because it's literally games are starting at 10 a.m. And I have a, the night games at 5 8, 5 p.m. Like you can finish that game and still be able to do something after the game. So that's like, is, that, is that different than mountain time? Yeah, it's one hour. Okay, so this is your later. third time zone you're claiming. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, my, my whole time. <laughs> you claimed three. You claimed three. No, claim so three. my. My whole I actually never said what I actually never said mountain time was the best. 
Man, what time Ever. zone is New Zealand in? I actually never said Mountain Time was the best. Is the great the great part? Like I actually said West Coast the entire time. What uh, what? Uh, okay, I don't. Do all the time zones have names or just ours? Time well, and well, it's our it's all right. The internet's hard for you sometimes. I get it. Like, it is. It is. Dude, it's like, hard as hell. You and what? my mom are like call me to ask me like how to fix the computer and like we'll be like, hey, so like this isn't working. And I'm like, Hey, did you push the power button? And you're like, Oh, there it is. It's working. <laughs> okay. Dude, it's not my fault that I literally typed into Google. <laughs> what time zone is New Zealand in? And it did not give me an answer. It's I, all right. What do you, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I mean, so, okay. But okay. So let's go, let's move back. Let's move on to football. That was our topic of non-football talk for a minute. That, was, was that would really be a, that would be football. a great, would be a great Twitter poll. What like what time zone is the Lord's time? We can list all three eighty options in my one. Yeah, we'll just I mean, or we just do the four, the four main time, time zones. zones. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, we'll set it. We'll set it up for you to win. It's fine. Whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, just typical, typical for me. Speaking of winning, let's go over the overall <laughs> betting records right now. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, oh here this, we go. Yeah, Ray, this is going to be super fun. This is super fun. So you guys both had fantastic weeks. You both went seven and three last week. So Thank you. Um, let's hold honestly, on to that kudos, for a second. Let's just like kudos yeah. to you guys. Like, honestly, that was fantastic weeks for you, especially you, Dan. You needed that in the worst of ways. Yeah, um, sure did. Sure <laughs> did. But here's the thing. Would you guys rather I, – and I actually think it's very even. Like I don't know if I have a preference. Would you guys rather go seven and three and miss on your parlay or go five and five and hit on your parlay? Seven and three, hundred percent. I'd rather hit my parlay. That means I'm winning fucking money. <laughs> yeah, that that's my thought process as well. Oh man, I I give me the seven and three. Seven and three looks a lot better. <laughs> that you should, I mean, you should really, we should do the math. Which is, we should do the math on which is really winning. though. Which is really seven and four though, because it's ten bets plus your parlay. So it's like right. So okay. it's seven and four or six and five. Right, so I guess you'd have to you'd have to crunch the numbers, like depending on what your bets were on if you cashed more that week on a parlay. You'd always, you'd always cat, you'd always win more money if you won your parlay because the parlay is going to be bigger payout. Right, you're going to get the multiple than, a, than a single. Yeah. But, so, anyways, so you guys went seven and three, fantastic weeks for you guys. I did go in five and five, like Austin said, I did hit on my parlay back to back weeks. That puts me at three and five on the parlays. You guys have yet to hit one, but again, you guys caught up on the overall scores, catching up to me. It's time for me to put my foot on the gas and try to try to blow you guys out this week. So let's just dive right into it. I'm going to start off with some college. I'm going to start off with an over 50 with Penn State, Indiana. I actually think that's very low. I think both of these teams can put up points. I know Penn State's defense is pretty tough, but I still see... I can still see Indiana putting up 17 to 20 points. And I actually think that Penn state can put up a fair amount. So give me the over 50 on Penn state, Indiana. Love it. I'm going to go with um, a highly touted matchup here in the big 10, Ohio state versus Northwestern. Um, I had a hard time deciding if I wanted to take the over or the under, I initially wrote the over and then I put a lot of thought into it. I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be one of those hard fought games. Northwestern usually plays Ohio state pretty good. Their defense is pretty stout. Northwestern's only allowing like 28 points a game this year. And I mean, I know Ohio State's a powerhouse, but at the same time, these type of matchups, they just mean more, especially at this point in the year for a team like Northwestern. Ohio State has everything to lose. Northwestern has nothing to lose. 
And to me, that just kind of speaks that this game is going to be at the under. And I think it was either last year or the year before that this game ended up coming all the way down to the wire. And so I think it's going to be another kind of one of those matchups here. So I'm going to take the under at 58 with Ohio State versus Northwestern. Is that uh, – Austin, do you know offhand if that game's at Northwestern? I think it is. I was looking at it earlier. If you give me That's one huge. second, I can find it. Because, uh, you know, historically speaking, Northwestern do leave the grass taller, and that slows away, that slows down opposing teams. It's I know we've North mentioned West. that. It is, okay. It is at Northwestern, um, yes. And then, of course, we all know uh, from, like, pro day-wise, the Ohio State track always runs fast. So uh, you love betting the under when they're down in Chicago playing Northwestern. So uh, my first game, I'm also going to grab an under just like Austin. I'm going to take the under of 55 for Oregon State going up to Washington. Have you gentlemen checked the weather for this game? I have not, but I'm going to assume it's awful. It is going to be raining with 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts. I would very much so like the under at 55 in that scenario based purely on weather. Uh, Next game, I'm also going to take the under for the troops. Saturday morning, 10.30, the Lord's time. Air Force and Army, the over-under set at 40. I think the unders in these games are like 37-7-1 over the last 45 years or all time. Uh, that's just insane. I'll take the odds on that. Air Force has played multiple games this year without any passing yards. So I love that for a good under set at 40. I like it. I love how you just keep throwing in the Lord's time there, especially after the conversation we started the show with. Well, now it's uh, been established though. I mean, <laughs> it's you're just going to beat it into the ground. It's going to catch on eventually. Uh, my next matchup, though, or my next bet, I should say, is going to be Baylor plus three and a half versus Oklahoma. Uh, Baylor's one of those teams that started off pretty hot, and then they've just kind of slowly fallen apart throughout the season. Oklahoma, a lot of high expectations to start the year, and it's just been bad i mean it's been bad pretty much all the way around for oklahoma you haven't been able to stay healthy your playmakers are not making plays you're not clicking some people are thinking like hey this is just going to be a one and done type of situation for your head coach at oklahoma they're definitely want to be more offensive i don't know so i'm not going to sit here trying to act like an expert on it but when i do look at this game i do think baylor not or being an underdog by three and a half points i think this game's going to be closer so if, even if baylor loses i don't think it's going to be by that much I know Oklahoma has been clicking with Dylan Gabriel being back, but at the same time, I think Baylor makes enough noise here in a big, big, in a big Bay 12 matchup here, Baylor, Oklahoma. So I'm taking Baylor plus three and a half. Nice. Uh, And going back over to your part, Dan, uh, the West coast and even into like Utah is just getting hit with weather. Like it's crazy. Like we're doing a, we have a huge snowstorm in Utah right now. Um, so it's going to be crazy over the weekend. So a lot of crazy games there, um, which actually makes me a little nervous about this game, but I actually, maybe I, it's actually an advantage for BYU. Um, I'm going to take plus seven and a half for BYU at Boise state. I just don't think that Boise state is very good. Um, and I mean, Utah's, or I mean, sorry, BYU is not either at four and five, but I think that they're going to be able to overpower them a little bit and be able to keep this game close. I actually kind of think that BYU just wins this game outright, um, not even giving them the points. I'll probably be betting BYU money line as well. So give me BYU there. Um, I will join in the under club here, and I'm going to take the under in that Utah-Arizona game. It is put to 67 and a half. I'm going to take the under. Utah's defense has been playing great ever since the second half of that USC game, so about six or seven quarters now. Um Looking like the old Utah squads. So that's great. And then um, still don't know if Tavian Thomas is going to play. I mean, shit, we don't even know if Cam Rising is going to play. It's pretty shocking uh, 
did not play last week threw us all off it for sure ruined a few of my bets because I had the over and then when he didn't play it kind of screwed it but um I just don't think that it's going to be a high scoring game um even if Utah puts up 35 40 points like Cam Rising can do they're not going to be giving up another 30 points so I actually feel very confident in this under 67 for the Utah Arizona game You are muted, Austin. I am muted. Thank you for calling me out. Just give me one more second, and I'll be back. Golly, my bad. Uh, I don't know how you're capable of betting on your own team, uh, on your favorite team, I should say. I just I can't do it. I I like to try, and then it just goes wrong, and it just doesn't work out for me. I know you've been doing this longer than I have, but, again, I just need to mention the fact that I respect it. So my next game here, um, because I respect you and your betting, and I've kind of picking up on a little, uh, I want to say, strategy that you've been doing this year, and it's betting on – halves or team totals throughout a game um, and I feel like I've done pretty well at it so far this year again picking it up from you but I kind of wanted to take it another step further and bet on just a first quarter alone so this game this week Tennessee versus Georgia college football playoff comes out Tennessee number one Georgia number two AP polls come out Georgia's number one Tennessee number two so this is going to be a highly touted matchup uh, I'm definitely going to be focused on I cannot wait to see Tennessee live up to the hype or Georgia's defense step up and make plays. Cause I don't feel like we've really seen Georgia be challenged this year. I know we've seen them kind of have some close games, but at the same time, they're able to take care of business at the end here. But like I said, Trees wanting to take this another step further. I'm going to take the under at 14 and a half points in the first quarter by Tennessee versus Georgia. So again, I am taking Tennessee to have less than 14 points at the end of the first quarter. I almost took the over. I initially had the over written down, and then I thought, you know what? This is going to be a big game. These guys are going to come in ready to play. Georgia's not going to be ready to make mistakes. Neither is Tennessee. I don't feel comfortable betting on the over-under, but I don't think that it's going to be like a boom, boom type of plays there in the first quarter. I think they're going to be long drives by both teams marching down the field, or they're going to be quick drives that are, you know, quickly three and out. You get a first down, then it's over with. So either way, my mindset is like, Hey, it's not going to be the over. It is going to be the under. So again, one more time, the under at 14 and a half points by Tennessee in the first quarter. I love that, by the way, love this. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's awesome. Uh, especially, you know, George's defense being what they are, I think there's going to definitely be a feeling out period. Uh, and some adjustments for Tennessee before that offense really takes off. But how great is it that we have a you know a primetime game featuring an SEC team, and it's not Alabama? No joke. I you know what I mean? Like I, I like we always build up ten, the SEC for what they are, which I mean you know it's the best conference in football. You you're not going to be able to make an argument otherwise. But uh, it's awesome that the SEC has a huge game, and it's Tennessee and Georgia. Like that's really cool and. I just think that's awesome. Just want to point that out. Uh, my next game, I'm going. We're going mid-major, guys. I uh, I have been doing really well on these games, so uh, I'm taking my favorite mid-major team, UTSA University of Texas San Antonio, as a point five point dog against UAB. I think UTSA is definitely the class of Conference USA. They were last year. They are again this year. I can't remember what the area code is, but it's like the 210 or 310 triangle of toughness. Uh, they're all about Twitter. The Roadrunners are legit. This is a really fun football team. If you want to watch a Power 5 game, 
UTSA is worth your time. So I'm taking them as a dog. I think they're the best team in that division. And then I'm sticking with it, but we're going over to the fun belt, sun belt time, taking the over between the University of Southern Alabama, USA, our Jaguars, going to Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern has woke up lately, folks. That team is dropping 30-40s week in, week out. UTSA, or excuse me, USA can score. So the over here is 60 and a half. Feels like a smash to me. And I'm just loving these, like, uh, under-the-radar games. Absolutely love them. Is that game on a Friday? It very well could be. Uh, yeah, we are. It started last Thursday. Uh, last Thursday started 27 straight days of football. So, yeah. of college or NFL. Um, so, absolutely, probably best time of the year. The World Series, absolutely just electric right now with the Phillies. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, That's a Saturday. The two game. home runs. I mean, the two home runs. You, they show up on the, what's it freaking called? Dan, you're going to know. The what? Statcast? No. Uh, like they track earthquakes the richter scale is that what it is i think so i think it was the cinematic or seismic or something oh, anyways yeah yeah it's i know the word you're saying and you're really close like you're not right but you're really yeah. close i think everybody knows what you are and they're like okay just keep talking <laughs> cool well anyways both home runs on the philly <laughs> fuck both of you by the way but <laughs> just okay you know what that's that's good. Of course, it happens to me. Hey, hey, I don't even know what it is. So I'm just laughing because I think that was hilarious. You're not right, but just keep going. <laughs> oh, right. so man. Like, it's really close. I can't say that it's like a, like a seismograph. Actually, I think that's what it is. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> See, I told you you were close. Seismograph station. Yes, it showed up on the Penn State University seismograph station where the city was physically shaking after the home run by the Phillies. <laughs> and I also saw another thing. I think it was Barstool that put it out. Every time the Phillies win a world series, there's an economic crisis in our yeah, country. And uh, we are heading towards a recession rapidly. And the Phillies look like they're going to almost sweep the Astros in the world series. So I maybe bet. that's a possibility. I've heard people screaming Phillies in five. That's good. But at the same time, if they win and us heading towards a recession, not that excited about it. I'm not like, I think this is almost a guarantee now that the stock market is going to drop the next time Nick Castellanos hits a home run. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. Great Depression times two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Castellanos goes deep to left field. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually just uh, I actually watched Wolf of Wall Street today too. So Ooh, good time. Great God, such a good show. Great movie. Great movie. All right. Sorry, Austin. I think you're up. Am I? Dan, did you go through both of yours? Uh, yeah, I just got one pick left. All right, perfect. So next up, I'm taking UCLA, favored by 10.5 versus Arizona State. UCLA, pretty good. Arizona State, not so much. Boom, there's my analysis. UCLA, minus 10.5. Is that really 10.5? Did I just yep. miss this? Holy I shit. Thought it was, I thought it was a lock. Why? I don't know why it's even that close. What are we that missing? That doesn't make sense. Every, like, every every week we say, is this a rat game? Is this a like, rat is, game? Is this, is this it? Because that number is way too low. That is. That should be like a 14.5, 17-point game. Yeah, yeah, that's just the point spread. It's not a half. It's not a quarters. Just the game. Awesome. Yeah. Man, hey, thoughts and prayers, it buddy. Like, with, I'm, I hope you get it. I'm scared I love that, that might Austin. be – 
It is like Austin's really last Austin's last two picks. I love. I love his last two. All right, moving on to mine. Um, Clemson minus three and a half at Notre Dame. A little bit of a rival game. I understand that on the road at Notre Dame, and your favorite can be scary. But they're coming off of a bye. They're going to be pissed that they're not in the top four in the playoff rankings. They're going to be pissed. They're going to come ready to show out, um, and they're going to dominate this game. So Clemson minus three and a half. Next one. I'm taking an over, over 45 on Michigan Rutgers. Why? Because Michigan's scoring over 45 themselves on this game. Like, plain and simple, Rutgers might get 10. I think they'll get 7 to 10 in this game. Um, But Michigan's scoring over 45. So, and uh, overall over, and I'm just going to take it basically by a team over. So, give me that. Boom. Love it. My last bet here for the college uh, matchups this weekend is going to be an LSU versus Alabama. LSU is a 13 point underdog. And I thought this is one of those situations where I feel like Vegas is almost just doubting LSU. And this is going to sound crazy because they haven't been watching in the last couple of weeks. LSU is putting it together. Their quarterback is playing very well. Defense is getting after the quarterback. They're getting turnovers. The offense is just taking over ball games. And when you look at Alabama, they're just not the same old Alabama that we're used to. I mean, it's just they're not. They're not disciplined. They're having silly turnovers. Uh, They don't seem to have the weapons that we're used to them having over the last three or four years where it's just like, well, there's a first-round receiver. There's another one. His backups are first. His backups better than the starters. Son of a gun. Here's the next guy up. It just seems like Alabama somehow missed that right here this season. We just haven't seen anyone step up and be the guy in terms of just an offensive mismatch up besides Bryce Young. But at the same time, it's like the offensive line's not living up to what we're used to at Alabama either. Defenses are getting to Bryce Young. They're getting pressure. They're forcing him to get the ball out of their hands. And the defense, as good as it is, is just not very disciplined. So I think this is one of those games where I don't think LSU can necessarily win it. But I also think they're not going to lose by more than 13 points. I think this is going to be a fun game. Alabama eventually takes care of business. But I'm taking LSU to at least cover yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, and like you said, I think Alabama is just missing that, you know, that Devonta Smith, that Jalen Waddle, that, you know, prototypical dominant wide receiver who could just, when the game's on the line, you know, he's going to win uh, his matchup and get open. So I like that quite a bit. Uh, my last game, I'm going, this is a Thursday night game. Okay. Uh, Coastal Carolina is a three point dog hosting App State. Uh, I think App State is still kind of riding the coattails of that Michigan victory 10 years ago or however long it was. This team, I don't think, deserves the credit to be a favorite against Coastal. Coastal's been rolling. I think they're definitely the class of that conference. And uh, anytime I can get a home team as a dog like Coastal, I'm going to take them. Boom. Treese, you were up since I have no more college bets. Cool. My last one. Uh, West Virginia team total over 20 and a half against Iowa state. Iowa state's defense is tough, but West Virginia can put up points. They've put up 40 against numerous teams, 30 against numerous teams. They have had a dud here and there. So it does make you a little worried, but I mean, like 21 points is just not a, not a lot for a big, big 12 team. Like they, they sling it around the field. I think Iowa state might be able to, you know, they'll miss a coverage here and there, and there's going to be some big plays. So give me West Virginia team total over 20 and a half. Boom. Go ahead and just take us into the NFL as well. Perfect. Uh, I will start us off with Chargers team total over 26 and a half against the Falcons. 
Uh, coming off of a bye, Chargers, they're going to be you know ready to rock and roll. It does seem like Keenan Allen is going to miss again. Seems like he, uh, I think he actually said today that he feels like his hamstring is worse now than it was before he played uh, two weeks ago. So not not great, but I also think that, I mean, I guess that's probably why this number is not like 29 and a half is because you're not going to have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. Um, but I still think the Chargers find a way to get over 28 points. So I'm not going to lie. I did not see that you initially had this bet on before I put it on, but I have the exact same bet on my list here. So I'm just going to go ahead and do a quick two. I did take the Chargers team total over 26 and a half as well versus the Falcons. I don't necessarily think that the Falcons are a bad team this year, but I don't think they're a good team either. I feel like they're just kind of right there in the middle of the road where they don't know how to win ball games, but at the same time, they're good enough to where they don't want to lose ball games either. Also, I mean, you lost some pieces here off offensively, but at the same time, they weren't playing this year, so you're fine anyways. But I do think the Falcons are heading in the right direction. Either way, I think the Chargers can score over that. My next game, though, Philadelphia favored by 14 versus Houston. I am absolutely smashing that because the way Philadelphia is playing right now, I think they're going to win ball games by 14 almost over anybody. I mean, it's just it is scary how good they look. And I know I said on September 28th at 10 a.m., the last time we did a show in the morning before we went to the night schedule, that I was out on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I said, you know, maybe like three or four weeks into the season, I might change my tune and be with the Eagles. I've been doubting them. I've continued to do so. I've just been like, eh, don't really think about it. Just I don't understand. Uh, I, I was wrong. I can I can admit that, and I'm okay to admit that. Philadelphia is good, and they are going to absolutely wallop the Houston Texans. I uh, backtrack. Cannot believe that you two do not believe in offensive juggernaut Arthur Smith. I mean, come on, guys. You guys both taking the Chargers team over. I'm sitting here talking about the same game, but I'm taking the whole game over. I'm taking the over 49 and a half Chargers and Atlanta. Guys, I don't know if you noticed because Twitter lost their freaking minds, but Atlanta remembered that Kyle Pitts is on their roster. Yeah. Okay. The time. offense, the offense woke up last week. And even before that, even when they're only running, they're still scoring. Poor Daryl Patterson. looks like he's going to be back this week. I think this is going to be a really great game. If you're either an Austin Eckler or a Gerald Everett owner on the uh, charger side of things. And I think this is going to be point. This is uh, I think this over under is too low. I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm taking the over here, 49 and a half chargers and Falcons next game. Uh, our Lord and Savior, Geno Smith, as an underdog on the road in Seattle, plus two going to Arizona. Seattle's defense has been sneaky good since the Detroit game where they got shredded. Uh, so I really like that. Arizona just seems to be off again this year. I don't know how many times we got to say that. I think Kingsbury is up three for coaches to be fired next, and that's not a fluke. So uh, give me Arizona as a two-point dog. Or excuse me, Seattle as a two-point dog on the road going to Arizona. All right. <laughs> I, I love the way you go about things. You, it's good. Uh, Panthers plus seven and a half versus the Bengals. The Bengals didn't look good last week. I, I, I shouldn't even say last week, Monday night. It just was one of those situations where you're sitting there watching the game trying to figure out what the hell is going on. How in the world – are you looking this bad after you just looked so good? It's confusing, but that's what Cincinnati is this year. They have the target on their backs. They're getting everyone's best. When you look at the Panthers, 
it's kind of starting to be one of those situations like, you know, maybe you made the right decision moving on from Christian McCaffrey because Deontay Foreman is just tearing it up right there on my bench on fantasy. About time I put him in the starting lineup here. So this game, Panthers versus Bengals, I'm going to take the Panthers to cover the seven and a half. And boys, let's just have some freaking fun with it. I love it. I love it, boys. All right. Um, I'm going to take another team total, and that's going to be the Buffalo Bills over 29 and a half because this team just puts up 30 points. That's what they do week in and week out. I have no doubt in my mind that Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, the whole crew, and now they add Naeem Hines to the mix, given I don't think he plays too much, but I mean, he's going to play some. It's He'll have a small package there. So, yeah, against the Jets, I know the Jets' defense is going to be playing um, pretty tough, but I also think that the Bills just know how to steamroll this division at this point. So give me the Bills over 29 and a half. Uh, moving on, we talked about Miami Dolphins earlier. I think that uh, Chubb gets a, gets a sack in this game. I think he comes in and makes a difference right off the bat, and he is going to make life very difficult for Justin Fields. And give me... Miami Dolphins minus five versus the Chicago Bears. Bingo, bingo. Next up, I'm going to take the Bears bet as well here, but I'm taking the over nine and a half points in the first half. Justin Fields also been tearing it up lately with Deontay Foreman on my bench. It's about time he gets that starting role here, and I think he's going to get it this week. Probably the worst week to do it because he is playing the Miami Dolphins. <coughs> excuse me there, not about to cry, trying to hold in a cough. So I am going to take the Bears at nine and a half here in the first half. I don't think they win. I wasn't comfortable taking the over or the under, but I do think the Bears can put up some points in this first half and at least keep it interesting going into halftime. So again, over nine and a half in the first half. Yeah, I, uh, you know, what's crazy, you guys want to lose your minds, is in a uh, league, I actually traded away Tua because I have Justin Fields and how well he's been playing lately. I uh, got that much faith in him. So, and I love Tua. And, uh, and you know that, sorry, Dan, you know this, but I actually did exact opposite. I actually traded, bitch. I actually traded <laughs> for Tua by trading Justin Fields. You king, you king. What a move. Yeah. <laughs> you son Pretty of move. a bitch. <laughs> I'm just I am Chase a little is worried. one of those people <laughs> where it's like, if you do something, you want to ask him for verification. So when you hear the fact that he did the opposite, you're like, Fuck, wrong decision. <laughs> and we're fine. Like that's what's the, that's what's how good he is at fantasy and betting is that when he does the opposite of what you thought was a good idea, that's when you know immediately, I made the wrong decision. Have you, uh, have you uh, like seen the meme? It's like me addressing my like one in six fantasy or something like that. And it's just a dude on a whiteboard and it's just in big tablets. It says, we are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen it, but that is me. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, oh. I'm, uh, I'm actually taking Miami uh, minus five. Going to Chicago as well. I do have a little bit of worry about the weather. Uh, seems here in the central time zone in the northern section, we're uh, supposed to get some rain this weekend. Hopefully that clears out. Historically, Tua, not awesome in the rain. Uh, just going to say that, but I'm still taking Miami. I think the vibes around Miami are so good right now. Like that team is confident. So I love it. I think we're probably a week or two away from Chase Claypool making a real impact with the Bears. Uh, so I think this is still safe to take Miami. And then I'm also taking Baltimore going to the Saints as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Saints are down bad, guys. Like, I know they won last week, but overall this season has not been going the way they want. Uh, looks like they're going to gift, uh, was it the Eagles, a top-ten pick? Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, it's just not great for uh, the Saints. But, hey, listen, Andy, throwing the ball to Kamara because uh, I appreciate that. I think, Austin, um, you got one more? One more. Yep. Yep, I got one more, and it's going to be the same matchup here, actually. I'm taking the Ravens as well, favored by two and a half versus the Saints. I just – I look at the Saints team, and it just – there was some hope there that maybe Jameis comes back from an injury and has it figured out, or even then with Andy Dalton, it's like, you know, maybe we can just have him manage the clock, and we'll be fine, and our defense can make plays. It's just it's just not happening, and it's it, it sucks to see, but at the same time, there's still hope there. There's still a lot of season left for the Saints to turn this around. If you come in this weekend and you get a big win against the Ravens, you absolutely love to see it. And it's like, okay, cool. Now we're back on track. Now we're heading on the right direction. We just need to get our guys back and playing. We need Javar Slanger on the field. We need Michael Thomas on the field. We need our defense making plays. We need the leadership from Tyron Matthew. We need our edge rushers getting there. We need our linebackers making plays. And I I feel like I'm a coach giving a freaking motivational speech to the team here in the locker room. But it's like they're just so close, but yet they're so far away. And then when you look at the Ravens, it's almost the same thing, but they add Roquan Smith here at the trade deadline. I think that's an excellent trade. It's going to help your defense out. I wouldn't say linebacker has been a weak spot, but at the same time, if you get a guy like Roquan Smith there, uh, yeah, you'll take the upgrade with Patrick Queen and fucking roll with it. That's awesome. But also talking about the Ravens, and I'm kind of taking a little deeper dive into this because I have a lot of thoughts on Lamar Jackson. I've always had a lot of thoughts, and I've kind of backtracked on the thought of him being a good quarterback in the NFL and a solid passer if he could continue to develop. Early in his career, I didn't think he'd be able to. Last year, we started to see that. Coming into this year, he gained weight. still had the same amount of speed. Looked more comfortable throwing the ball. But at the same time, when you look at this offense right now, I don't know if it's just because you don't have any weapons outside of Mark Andrews, who is also dealing with injuries, and you don't have any reliable running backs because you can't keep any one of them healthy either. And the same thing with your receivers. But I don't know if it's like all of that together or if it is Lamar Jackson just not developing as a quarterback and allowing these guys or these receivers and playmakers to develop and make plays as well. So I'm almost kind of asking you guys, am I being too rough on Lamar Jackson? Am I not being you know honest enough with it because I'm scared to kind of go back on going back on what I said initially? But what is your guys' take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this year? I mean, it's been pretty night and day when Bateman's on the field. Like Lamar is just better, so I I think that this is actually a little bit more on like the Oregon the Ravens organization, not either developing the weapons around him or putting weapons around him. We see it all the time, right? With quarterbacks, once they get like a true number one wide receiver, they leg up. On the opposite side, shit. Look what happened to the Packers this year. He lost Devontae Adams, and that team's dog shit now. Yeah, because they don't have a number one receiver they can trust. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's on Lamar as much as it is the Ravens organization. Mr. Treese? Yeah. Yeah, you you know I'm a Lamar guy. Um, so I don't think it's really on him. I actually think that he's been playing pretty decent for the amount of injuries that they've had on that offense. Like, they haven't had Stanley or Staley? Stanley? What's his mm-hmm. name? Um, Stanley. For a while. Both. Yeah, for a while. They haven't. Yeah. Both, both. That's what you call. Um, obviously, J.K. Dobbins has been in and out. Bateman's been gone. Like you said, Andrews has been hurt. I mean, like they just don't have a ton of weapons on that team. Honest, it's weird to say because he's like ninety-seven years old, but I'm actually excited for Deshaun Jackson to get on the field with them. I actually think that he's going to make a different, a different thing for this, you, team, for this offense. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I want you to reach under your desk, grab your tinfoil hats, put them on for a second. 
the Ravens did this as so they can get Lamar a little cheaper. Like they're like like they didn't go they didn't go balls deep and go get a Tyreek Hill. Because let's face it, what if the no Ravens life. do that trade? What if the Ravens do that trade with the Chiefs and they the get the Chiefs Tyreek? wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Why? Sorry, because what that would we, sorry, what are we doing? What are you talking like, about? The like, Chiefs like, like, would if, not if, trade if Tyreek Ravens, Hill to the Ravens. If the Ravens would have went and got Tyreek Hill instead, hey dude, they're oh. both they're both AFC teams. At the end of the day, they're both AFC teams. This is a totally different story. Well, I know that like I know the Dolphins AFC team, right? But it's like the Dolphins haven't been as big of a threat oh, yeah, as absolutely. the Ravens have been. But like, I mean it's like, like you give Tyreek Hill to the Ravens or to the Dolphins is like, okay, this is helping two out. This is where he wants sure. to go. You give Tyreek to the Ravens if you just want to fucking give up. Well, sure. Okay. The well, Chiefs then, aren't in the giving up. Okay, but okay, then business. not uh then not Tyreek. Like, let's say why did the Ravens go get Devontae Adams? You know what I mean? Like, Green Bay Green yeah. Bay. What do you mean interdivision? The no, Ravens, me. no. the Ravens and Packers just, aren't even in, they're not even in the same conference. My bad. It would have been the same thing. Yeah, boy. Uh, so I mean, like, th- there's just no. Why wouldn't they do it? it we've seen it a hundred times. You, you go get your quarterback who is already a star for God's sakes. Go get him a true and blue number one wide receiver, and then watch you. Know, and then go win the damn thing. It Might just seems something. I mean. I don't know why they won. Like they're very clearly in a winning window, especially this year because you're going to have to pay Lamar in the next two years. Like depending what you do tag wise, so I mean, you know, they can pay a lot I, more money than I do. I assure you that. But uh, it just seems like that was a deal they should have made. I think it comes down to the Chiefs would never trade him. Well, no, I'm just saying like Tyreek was the easy one because that was the number one wide receiver that got moved. But you could have yeah. the same discussion with a Devonte Adams. Like why are the Ravens when, when not he, making moves got, to when get he got another traded. target for Jackson? Right. Like why aren't they like the Ravens wide receiver core has been bad for what three four years now? That it's yeah. been really noticeable that they've been bad. I mean, Devin Duvernay right now is the featured option. That that's not good. And I love Duvernay for what he is. You know, for what he is, he's a good player, but he's not your number one. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, and it's also fair because the Ravens historically have been aggressive on trades. So, um, yeah, they just went down Roquan Smith. Yeah. yeah. By the way, guys, I am so worried about Roquan Smith. Did you what? see what did you see what number he's going to wear? Eighteen. Uh, he's going to wear eighteen as a middle linebacker. You can't do that. It just it, it's wrong. That is. It's like Sky Moore, dude. Sky Moore eighteen. Did he wear that in college? Know, he might have, but it's just like Sky Moore. Sky Moore was doomed as soon as he wore 24 as a wide receiver. Yeah, like that. It like, just, it don't, it's chi- not right. If you're the Chiefs, you almost have to just look at him and be like, no. <laughs> like, Dude, go Pick get a your team number or the 80s get, or a yeah. single digit or get the hell out of here. I'm just really worried about Roquan now. Can't be wearing 18 as a middle linebacker, man. Can't do it. Yeah, he's he's still going to lead the NFL in tackles this year. Um, all right, am I up? Probably. Sorry, am I up? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think we're still picking games. Bet, actually, yeah, perfect, perfect. All right, okay. Speaking of the Chiefs, I'm taking the team over 29 and a half. <laughs> this team Sunday night against the Titans. Fuck the Titans. They're going over 30. Let's ride. Is is Kadarius Kadarius Tony going to play? I think um, so. If he does, it's going to be a limited role. I mean, they got him on the bye week, so there's probably a. 
There's package. a good chance that Andy Reid has created a package just for him to learn and know and get in the offense. And then they'll probably have a play that, you know, designed up to where it could go to anybody, but we're going to give it to Darius and just let him try and make a play sure. um, and see what happens. And if he busts out and makes a play immediately, um, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize now, but it's fucking game over for the rest of you fools. So, so like we didn't get to touch on that because, you know, you weren't on, I think, when that trade – or we missed that show when that trade went down because it was an early yeah. trade line deal. So, like, we got a little bit of time here. How do you feel about the Darius Slay deal? I like it because it's someone else that you're going to get in terms of a – excuse me, of a punt returner because you clearly don't have that with Sky Moore. He keeps muffing punts. But I also think it's another – Proven but unproven weapon in the receiving room for the Chiefs. It's clearly something they need help on. We've only seen McCole Hardman really have success in those in those jet sweeps that he does or anything underneath and then exploding. We haven't seen that downfield explosiveness that we want to see from McCole Hardman. We see it from MVS a little bit, and then we've got to see Juju make plays after the catch. But Kadarius Tony is going to be able to hopefully bring to that offense what Tyree Kill did, and that's an explosive play when you least expect it, right? Where it's like, okay, hey, we're just going to have a dump off here. Boom, there he goes. Or he runs right by everybody and Mahomes puts it in a position where he can go up and get it. And that's what I want to see Kadarius Tony do. I want to see him go make plays. I want to see him go after those 50-50 balls. And I just don't want him to play scared. I want him to play fast and confident. And if he can do that, you get another 4-3 speed there on that offense, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to call it now. Tony has two catches for like 29 to like 35 yards and a touchdown this week. I would love that. I would not be upset with that at all. Just two plays. Like just yep. it's two big plays too. I'm like two design plays and one of them he finds the end zone. And he was so good at Florida. I just like want him to be healthy. And apparently he's been healthy for a while. Uh if you ask him. But uh man, he's he was so good in college. I mean if you can get the production out of Kendarius Tony that you got in college and the physicalness and reliability that you got out of Sky Moore in college, this is going to be a fun future for the Chiefs receivers. Not I even mean, in college for Tony. Like, if you got what you got last year when he was healthy, like he yeah, was a stud I mean, when he played last year. Yeah. I mean, like, he's in the open field. It's almost like having Devin Hester out there. Like, Devin Hester returning kicks is like Kadarius Tony across the middle on a stop route in zone coverage. A solid point. Dan, do you have one more bet to give or have you done all yours? I think I did all mine. Okay, let's go ahead and get into our three-leg parlays. For me, I'm going to take the Bears over at nine and a half points in the first half. The Ravens favored by two and a half versus the Saints. And then I'm taking the under 58 points at Ohio State versus Northwestern. And uh, I'm going uh, all college on my parlay. Uh, feeling good about it. Taking the under 55 Oregon State at Washington, the weather game. Taking the under uh, respect the troops game under 40 air force and army and then uh, tomorrow night so thursday night i guess tonight when you're listening coast carolina plus three going to or hosting app state nice uh i'm gonna go two nfl one college like i did last week i'm gonna take the dolphins at minus five versus chicago i'm gonna take the bills team total over 29 and a half and i will take that under 67 and a half for the utah arizona game Bingo. It's a freaking bingo. It is awesome seeing your favorite team increases three three leg parlay as a winner. Uh, a good feeling. I'm loving this. All right, so now heading into our five game parlay that we do as a unit, I have three bets. 
that I'm willing to put on the table that I want your guys' consideration on to be included. And that's the under 14 and a half points by Tennessee. UCLA 10 and a half favorites against Arizona State or Philadelphia minus 14 versus Houston. Those are my three. I think throw those I think throw those two college games in right now. Like is that okay with you, Trees? The Tennessee I'm game and the good. UCLA game. I'm also good with that. I'll do that right now. Bob Am. And I'm out. Thank okay. you. And he's done. All right. Okay. Uh, Dan. I really like the over for the uh, Chargers and Falcons, the, the, the group over. Uh, but I understand yes. doing that if you guys would rather do the Chargers individual over. Nope, so basically good. this comes down to, like, do you think the Falcons can score 14 points? Yes. Or I guess it would be 24 points. That's a little different. But, but it's just math. I, it's just I, math. I, Don't worry about math. I like the over. I like okay. the over 49 and a half. Please do not clip me saying don't worry about math. Please don't. <laughs> All right. I guess it's my turn then, huh? Um, yes, shit, I don't like any of them. Uh, I like Clemson minus three and a half. Lovely. I, I like was looking the, at that too. I like the over Michigan, over 45 in Michigan Rutgers. Uh, I was I looking at like both of those BYU. for you. So that's where I was at. Yeah, I like Michigan a lot. 45 on Michigan Rutgers. Definitely. Has Notre Dame turned it around this year? Uh, they beat the shit out of Syracuse last weekend. Yeah, I saw that. But at the same two time, I didn't ago. know if that was... was... that last weekend or two weekends ago? It was last weekend. Last weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, the week before that, that they were on a bye week. So. Yep. And then they, play, and then they, but then they played Stanford and lost. And Stanford's bad. Yep. Yeah. It's a rivalry game. Like, to be fair, that's a big it rivalry is. game. It is. Uh, so I don't know. Like, but, should we do Michigan? So, yeah, Michigan's in, but we need one more. Okay, sorry, you I only asked about Notre Dame Michigan. because I thought about taking Notre Dame plus three and a half. But if they're not, if they've not figured it out, then I'm not going to see and be like, well, "Well, this is what I thought." So like, I'm good putting Clemson in there. Like Notre Dame decided to play 1980s football and it's working for them. Is their defense is awesome? The Notre Dame defense yeah. is really good, and now they're just running the ball. So, do we go Miami favored by five against Chicago? See, I would, but he's already has that in his, playing. Yeah, but uh, he's has that in his three leg, and historically oh, speaking, yep. when we when we put a game in multiple parlays, it like jinxes the game hard. It's a solid point. Yeah, solid point. and that's why I was actually looking at the Ravens minus two and a half, but Austin has that. I don't hate. Uh, how about Vikings in half going to the Commanders? Vikings got some good vibes right now. Trade deadline to grab TJ yeah, Hawkinson. Manders are down yeah. bad. Uh, Dan Snyder is potentially looking at selling the team. So I think just from a locker room standpoint, I really like the uh, the non – and, I mean, football, I think are way better than the commanders. Why is that game not more? Yeah, that's – I feel like – That, was, a, that yeah. was my beginning. That was – I got that line Tuesday morning, and it's shifted uh, post-deadline. So – and what is it now? Three and a half? Three and a half now. If you got that like when I did for you. Because we're kind of doing this for the people. Oh, I, I'm still... fine with it. At, I'm, I was going to say, I am fine with that at three and a half. Yeah, I'd be fine with that say, seven and a half shit. Yeah, I'm fine with that at three and a half still. So like, let's, and, and Dan, for the record, I'm fine with yours, like your okay. bet okay. being one and a half. Um, 
but I think our parlay has to be three and a half because people are going to listen to this and then make the bet. Yep, that's um, fair. You're not going to get it at the one and a half anymore, right? Like you got it at one and a half because you did this earlier. So um, I think that's fair. I like it. If they win by Ooh. two, there's going to be so do, many mad people. Do do we hit this this weekend? Do we hit? I, uh-huh. Man, I, I really think like this that. is the week, boys. I think I this think is the week. this is the fucking week. I like it. I'm loving I really, God, 40. If Rutgers it's, screws us, if Rutgers screws us, like I'm like now all of a sudden like getting nervous about the Michigan Rutgers it. game. Stop it. There's nothing worse than like having the, having, you know, a parlay like you do with your friends or something like that. And your game is close. Like your game's like you need one more score. Or like the other weekend when I needed uh, Ohio State to do a bunch of bullshit to hit their team over. I was a wreck and then they got a defensive touchdown to cover. That is the worst anxiety. It's great, but it's the worst anxiety in the world. I love it. Honestly, guys, I don't even know if I like – I may even like just Michigan minus 26 more than I like the over 45. Don't, don't, don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. Just stay with your gut. Don't overthink it. Is it, it. Michigan total points? Or is no, that the spread? That's the spread. What's Michigan total points? Probably like, uh, let, probably like 35, 37. I was, I was going to say, I think it's 36. Sorry, I'm logging into the oh, app right damn. now to, to double good check. Guess, good guess, Dan. Vegas, is that you? You guys ever do that? You guys like uh, like uh, Sunday night for college games, like guess what the spreads are going to be, and then when they come out, be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I played in an alumni volleyball tournament uh, this past weekend, and I was actually doing that for games for someone that come up to me like, hey, uh, you do like betting and stuff like that podcast. Like, what do you think the spread's going to be here? And I'd be like five and a half and they'd freaking like win or lose by six. And it'd be like, oh, okay. Like, Hello. I feel like I earned a lot of respect points throwing out random fucking spreads on volleyball games of former high school athletes uh, did, that I, I have you were like, no idea how good or bad they are. volleyball. I, I thought like you were actually seven. like, I thought you were having like a little bit of bookie operation there in the bleachers. Like when you weren't playing. Uh, I did it with my buddies. Yeah. I don't think I'm legal. Oh, yeah. to say that, but I, we did not do that. But uh, if we did, it would have been a lot of fun. I tell you, uh, once Colt starts playing coach pitch and T-ball, uh, just be ready because the boy's going to hit some tanks. We're taking the over. <laughs> um, and also, it is 35 and a half, so my 35 oh. is there. So, mm. um, let's just ride with the 45. Let's like, okay. ride with it. So, And then also, because I hit so many part, I like this was my best weekend last weekend. I hit four different parlays, which is like the best I've done this year. So big win for me. So we but, just want to sit here and continue to listen. To I was gonna say we just sit here and stroke you off, or what do you want, man? Yeah, guys. Well, we were talking about how close hey, they were. Great how, job, how, Trees. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am team. so Go proud team. of you. Go Round team. of applause. Yeah, Round let's hear for Trees, everybody. Is this is this is this podcast about gambling or not? I'm, I'm confused. But well, I just we're, we're gonna give really. praise where praise is due, and you deserve all the praise, Mister Winner, Mister Pick the Right Bets. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah. but this was crazy. So I don't know if you guys watched the that Texas Tech Baylor game, but had the over 61. They were 13 points short with like three minutes to go. I was like, it's dead. It's dead. They Baylor gets a pick six. Um, and then they end up getting the ball back. And instead of just kneeling it, they run it up the gut, bust a 25-yard run. 
and get 14 points with like 25 seconds left or something like that. So that was amazing. So they got 62. I had over 61. Michigan, Michigan State, I had Michigan State plus 23. They lost by 22. Thank goodness. Uh, Florida, Georgia, I had Florida at plus 22 and a half. Lost by 22. Thank goodness there. (laughs) And then the Oklahoma one was a blowout. But three of the four in that four-game parlay were all within basically one point of each other and could have gone either way. You love to see this. I was stressed. Sweating? Like, sweat. Oh, oh yeah. I was pacing around my house. My uh, wife's like, what is wrong with you? It's funny. Last Saturday, I was uh, I watched, like, the early slate of games. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go put a crib together. And, like, I was like, all right, we, you know, we got Wake playing. Uh, Therese and I both had Wake. And I came back, and, like, I checked my phone. I saw they were getting absolutely beat to shit by Louisville. I was like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Texted Therese. He's like, yeah, they turned the ball over on six consecutive possessions start the third quarter. Oh, okay. Nice. That'll do it. That will do it, folks. Guy, wake. How dare you? How dare you? I actually had them on this on this today, and mm-hmm. I, like, I can't do it. Like after nope. last week, I I gotta I gotta take a break. Gotta yep. take a break from them. So that's why. All right, boys. You guys got anything else? Nope. That is it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. We appreciate y'all. Good luck this weekend. And tonight we've been talking football. Mm-hmm.